0: Hello and welcome into the second episode of Tribal Council, a Survivor Recap Show. I am your host, Bryce West, here, and today I'm going to be talking about the first two episodes of Survivor Winners at War. Now, last week there was no episode, Uh, I had some personal stuff go on, and that being said, I got really far behind on Australian Survivor All-Stars, so while I'm getting caught Up with that, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, do a discussion on the first uh, two episodes of Survivor Winners at War. I feel like I should at least uh, get get that out, out here. So, I mean, we start off with episode one, Greatest of the Greats. And, I mean... What what else can I say besides just pure pandemonium? I mean, this is definitely without a doubt the craziest episode of Survivor, maybe even ever in just this first episode of Winners at War. I mean, we are definitely off to a great start. I mean, we all know what the opening is like. The all twenty of them come on uh, to the beach and they're like they have the the toast or whatever. And so they are split up into men and women initially, but then they are split up into uh, two different tribes mixed with uh, Natalie being on the Blue Tribe, Danny being on the Blue Tribe, Adam being on the Blue Tribe, Ben, Denise, Ethan, Jeremy, Michelle, Parvati, and Rob being on the Blue Tribe. And on the Red Tribe is Amber, Kim, Kim, Sandra, Sarah, Sophie, Tony, Tyson, Wendell, and Yule. So, so I'm gonna kind of uh, read off what the the Survivor uh, wiki has right now, so I can kind of uh, have have some sort of notes going on here so I can kind of keep my thoughts all together without jumping all around like I kind of did in the last episode so start off Tony says that he is very impressed with the competition I mean of course he is I mean it is just a season stacked full of the best players to ever play the game because they all won so that means that they were the best at one point in time so yeah I'm sure everyone out there is is uh, really impressed and and wary of the competition. Parvati says that she has not been able to be her diabolical uh, self since the last time she has played now that she has been raising a family so we're definitely going to be seeing a different ki- uh, different Parvati out here because Parvati is now married. Parvati does, uh, is now starting to raise a family and so in fact she just had a child and now she's coming out here to play because i mean this is going to be the biggest season of all time so so this is definitely going to be a very different parvati you're not going to see her going around flirting around with everybody i don't think i mean because she doesn't really need to anymore they they know who she is i i don't really think parvati needs to flirt with people anymore to, to get through this game. And, and that being said, I mean, she already has a family, so she doesn't need to. So uh, Ethan explains, his, uh, of course, his battle with cancer and how, how it is a miracle that he's back on Survivor. He, he was, like, during the time that he had cancer, Heroes versus Villains was going on, and he was hoping and praying that one day he'd be able to play the game. And now he's here in the biggest season of all time. I mean, what a great story that is! I mean, uh, in the last episode, I talked about how Ethan is my winner pick for the boys, and they're definitely they're definitely telling a story through Ethan, whether or not he wins or not. I can't, I don't know, obviously, but they're definitely telling a a, a pretty big story through Ethan, and. I I mean, it's too early to say whether or not he's the main character of the season thus far, but, I mean, he's definitely the one they want you to root for, you know? So, I don't know. We'll we'll just have to wait and see how Ethan does. Amber uh, uh, talks about how she never imagined meeting her husband on the show, then winning the game, and then her husband goes on to win the game after her. So, I mean... The, the the marianos are are just raking in the the survivor dough and i mean it's because of the show that they're they they met they won $1 million dollars for both of them and they have uh they got married and they have four kids so so this this game means so much to the both of them so i mean they're they're going to be out here to play and they're going to play hard so michelle talks about how uh, every, everybody is laying it all on the line. Everybody is like, okay, I won before, but now I'm here to prove that I am the best player that Survivor has ever seen, and I'm going to win against the toughest competition uh, uh, they'll ever see. Sarah Sarah's gonna says that it's going to be a bloodbath. Jeremy's like, it's going to be an all-out war, which of course it is. And Adam comes in with his iconic line, let the fireworks begin. So of course like we talked I believe we talked about this last time but Sandra is upset that Rob never told you know her that he was going to be playing again because they were on Island of the Idols for 36 days and never not once did Rob ever tell uh, Sandra that he was going to be coming out for season 40 and then to see that Amber is there with him Sandra is pissed you know so she she uh is definitely going to be playing for herself I don't see her ever teaming up with Rob and I don't really think that Rob meant to backstab her it's just something that kind of happened you know because I I don't really think it was Rob's intention to to make her upset you know because I don't know why he would want to do that i that's that's the number one rule in any season with uh, sandra is is don't don't make sandra mad (laughs) you know uh because that's not going to go very well for you so i doubt that rob did it on purpose but it was still something that sandra was hurt by and it's definitely something that we will we will see going forward so jeff greets everybody on the beach they split off into tribes and uh and people are surprised that it is not men versus women because that's what they initially initially believed and they're they're split off into the two tribes and they basically well, well first of all uh, Jeff reveals the 2 million dollar prize and they go immediately into the first immunity challenge at this point I'm losing my freaking mind because I thought they were going to do something absolutely crazy like have a tribal council right there on the beach that's not something that's not what they did i'm kind of glad that they did uh they did it that way because i mean all of these people are making huge sacrifices to come out here and to get voted off like that like right off the spot that would have been that would have been something something else you know so um, they they also talk about the fire tokens, the new twist. It's the uh, the current the currency and stuff like that. And the immunity challenge was hugely physical. And uh, if I remember correctly, it, I think it was pretty close. I mean that both both teams uh, put off uh, a fight, but the blue tribe ends up losing, and that means that they're going to be the first ones to go to tribal council. Uh, Adam says to lose immunity the immunity challenge on day one that's my worst fear because we're playing winners at war uh, which means that there is no easy target but someone has to go and that will be something that uh, eventually gets brought up so after Dekal arrives at their camp they find a fire token menu which allows them to buy food and advantages for challenge challenges. Wendell does not want to be busy, uh, with building the shelter, but the rest of the tribe is aware that he is a furniture designer and, and leaves him, uh, to take on the role as the shelter builder. So in all the pregame interviews, Wendell's like, I want nothing to do with the shelter because that's what he did in Ghost Island. And he wants to, to focus on the social game rather than just building stuff the whole time. That didn't really work out too well for him, but, uh, uh, Tyson gets a little emotional whenever he talks about his kids. That was kind of shocking. I did not expect to uh, uh, have Tyson give an emotional moment uh, during the episode or in any episode, really. But but that's what happened. And you know what? I mean, all these all these basically, except for the new school people, most of these guys have kids now. You know, I mean, they've started families, and all of them are leaving their families to come out here. So it's, it's going to be a lot harder for these people than, than previous seasons, because m- for the most part in all of their previous seasons, they were all playing for themselves. You know, they were all single and, and stuff like that. But now, now this, is the, this is the, this is the big dogs, you know, I mean, they, 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 they've all been around for forever and they, they all, they all want to win, but only one can. So, Sandra talks about her time during Game Changers and says that she wants to prove that she is the queen and that everyone wants her crown. So, Sandra is still going to have a really hard time in this season. I, I I don't even know if she'll make it as far as she did in Game Changers because, I mean, Game Changers, she made it all the way up until the end of the pre-merge, you know? I mean, if she had made it one more episode, she would have been in the merge, uh if i remember i think that's right but but sandra i mean if she had a hard time during game changers this is winners you know i mean this is the these people aren't aren't stupid you know i they they know how to win and what it's like to win whereas most of the people on game changers didn't uh, besides like jt and tony but I, I don't I don't think Sandra will be able to to take control as much as she did in game changers and even if she does I I don't think it will be for too long because I mean you 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 will see in the second episode she I mean the the second half of the episode she is kind of looking like she's the one in charge but I don't know how long they're gonna let that happen. So at Celle, Jeremy and Parvati bond over being parents who have young children back at home. Parvati talks about how she has changed since she became a mom and gets emotional whenever she mentions that uh, she had to leave uh, leave her ten month old baby back at home. Yeah, I mean that's that's something. I mean, but this is season forty. This is all winners. I mean. To say no to to all winners, I mean, I don't know, like if like if I won Survivor and I got called back to do an All winner season, I mean, like I, I would immediately say yes, of course. But I mean, I'm obviously like a huge Survivor fan. I'm I'm talking right now on a Survivor podcast. So, but Ethan talks about his trouble with uh, cancer and his excitement coming back to Survivor. He then bonds with Danny over being old old school players who never played with hidden immunity idols. Uh, Yeah, that's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, how especially Ethan handles the whole hidden immunity idols things because he's never even seen one in one of his seasons. Like, like whenever he played, hidden immunity idols weren't even a thought yet, you know? So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that pans out so Adam and Denise this this is where this is where uh, some problems start start coming in. Uh, Adam and Denise uh, both uh, bond over Denise, Denise's desire not to visit every tribal council this time uh, while looking at the uh, for the water well but the rest of the tribe notices their absence making them concerned with Jeremy pointing out that Adam and Denise are making a rookie mistake and this is definitely a rookie mistake. I know they were trying to look for the water and and stuff and they did actually get lost but they have to understand that you know people people are searching for reasons to throw throw some names out you know and so you you can't just go off in a pair like that you know i i feel like everybody should have went to go look for the water well you know I, if if that was a situation that could have Happen. I don't know if it was one of those deals to where somebody said, hey, uh, Adam and Denise, can you go look for the water well? But I, I from from what the edits showed, it I, that didn't really seem like it was the case. It looked like they just kind of chose to go look for the water well, whereas I think if they had went to look for the water well as the tribe— I definitely think that would have been a much uh, better decision for the two of them. And that definitely go, goes on to bite them later on. Back at the call, D- Tony is keen on running out to look for a Henny Muti idol but restrains himself as he does not want to repeat the same mistake he made on Game Changers. So Tony, Tony is well aware of why he lost Game Changers. And, and during pregame interviews, he's like, I just want to go back to the Kageon game. And I think that's definitely what's, what's going to help Tony. Because Kagayan, Tony played one of the best games of Survivor ever. Because, I mean, you, like, Kim and Rob definitely played the most dominant games of Survivor, but Tony had control the whole time, and his, his tribe mates weren't all just pawns, you know? I mean, Spencer is w- probably one of the smartest people to ever come on Survivor, and Spencer almost won. You know, he came pretty darn close. So, and and if Spencer was in the final, I think he would have won. So, so Tony weren't playing, wasn't playing with just a bunch of fools, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. There were a couple, but I mean, the people Tony played with definitely knew what they were doing. It's just Tony outsmarted them, you know? And so Tony played a very stupid game. In game changers. You know, he he was just running around doing doing weird stuff and then that got him voted off because people couldn't trust him. So I I, I feel like, like Tony definitely is coming into this with a different perspective, and I think he will do much, much better this go around uh as opposed to game changers back on cell a parvati and rob discuss their past together in heroes versus villains and agree to work together this time this is definitely the smartest move for the two of them they have like two massive targets on their back right now and if they're gonna get far in this game, they need to work together, or else they they will just get picked off one by one because they're the huge the the they're the biggest threats, you know, and they and they know that. So, poverty and Rob working together, I think, is a really great idea. So. So this is where uh, this this comes into uh, to uh, Rob uh, mob slash gangster status here. So Danny uh, is talking to Adam, Ben, and Ethan about targeting Rob due to him playing so many times and having a lot of connections. Ben, however, re- reveals this to Rob. That Rob then confronts Danny, who comes clean. Rob, feeling that he can trust her, doing due to her telling the truth. Uh, uh, talks to her about working together and forming an old-school alliance with him, him, Ethan, and Parvati, which she seems open to. So, basically, Ben just completely, like, reveals to Rob that the target's on his back, which is dumb. And then Rob... Well, Rob basically forced it out of him, saying like, "I'm not gonna trust you unless you tell me." And then he literally walks up to Danny, confronts her about it, and then Danny's like, "Okay, yeah, obviously, like I'm like I threw your name out because you're Rob. I mean, you've you've been you're out here for the like the sixth time, and everybody's throwing names out. You know, it's winners at war. So, so yeah, I I definitely think." that Danny is very far removed from the game and that's going to come to show later on but and but Ben B- B- Ben just played not that long ago and Ben is making some very rookie mistakes right now so I'm not really too impressed with Ben's game at this point uh in the game moving on into day two in the morning Selle is scrambling in preparation for a tribal council adam and denise are on the chopping block for going alone together uh to look for the water in the previous day uh ben wanting to keep adam because he thinks adam can help him in his game warms warns him him about what's going on infuriating adam uh so adam is like dude We've got Rob and Parvati here on the same tribe, and you're tar- targeting me and Denise over the water. Well, I mean, I-, I gotta, I gotta say, I agree with Adam here. Like, they definitely should be targeting Rob and, and Parvati right now, but uh, Adam and Denise did also make a mistake, you know. So it's not like it's completely abnormal for him, for them to be being targeted right now because. They went off on their own, you know, and that's scary for for them because they're literally looking for reasons to throw someone's name out. So Adam then talks to both Ben and Ethan about splitting up Jeremy and Natalie due to their previous relationship in San Juan del Sur. I think this is this is a pretty good idea uh, because Jeremy and Natalie together could be very dangerous. Just just like how Rob and Parvati are very dangerous, I mean, all of these people are dangerous, you know, but the, these two had a very tight bond in San Juan del Sur, and I can see why uh, the two of them uh, could be the, the targets. Ethan relays Adam's plan to Parvati and Rob, which they seem open to, with Rob considering himself as the swing vote. Uh, When Ben, Danny, Jeremy, Natalie, and Parvati try to discuss which of Adam or Denise should be the target, nobody is willing to give a straight answer. Meanwhile, Parvati and Rob are shocked that they are in the power despite how dangerous they are. So, yeah, I mean, to take off Rob now would be kind of ridiculous because Rob is obviously pretty good physically in challenges. Uh, Parvati... Parvati probably should have been the first boot, and it's not. And it's not that Parvati is bad in challenges or anything. It's just Rob is better at challenges, and Parvati is just as big as, a threat as Rob. So I feel like that gives Rob sort of the advantage over Parvati. But I mean, this just proves goes to show how good uh, these two are at the game. The the fact that they are. Not barely even being considered to be the first boots of this season is honestly astonishing to me. Like, I like if I were out there, I'd be like, let's get them out right now, like, and just get this over with. I mean, obviously, as an audience member, I want Rob and Parvey to stay, you know, because they're so fun to watch, and they it would it's gonna be so ridiculous to see them go far into the game. You know, I mean, I don't, I, I, don't want Parvati and Rob to get voted off because they're good TV. But if I'm a player out there, like they gotta go, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, I, I, am just baffled as to why they aren't target number one. So, at, at Tribal Council, Adam argues that there are more dangerous relationships uh, to be worried uh, and that every uh, to be worried about than him and Denise because. I mean, it, they really should not be worried about him and Denise. <laughs> at least not right now. But in uh, that uh, everyone everyone's, uh, is twisting other people's words, causing Jeremy to wonder if Parvati and Rob have something planned, which of course they do. It's Parvati and Rob. Well, When the votes are revealed, Natalie is the first person to be voted off as of Survivor Winners at War by a 7-2-1 to to vote, leaving Jeremy and Michelle out of the loop. After leaving tribal council, she gives her fire token to Jeremy and heads towards the edge of extinction. So they they went to to and decided to split up Jeremy and Natalie. I do think that this is a good move, but you also got to keep in mind, like I said, like two seconds ago, Rob and Parvati are on this tribe. Like, how are you not targeting them right now? How is that even a thing? That they aren't being targeted at all. I mean I mean, look, Jeremy and Natalie needed to be split up. That that's that's fact. But Rob and Parvati definitely need to be split up more. <laughs> so yeah, uh, definitely, definitely interesting. Uh, this first tribal. Uh, moving on to day three at the call, Sandra voices her frustration once again about Rob lying to her about not coming back uh, to uh, Sarah and Yule, and even talks about uh, taking out Amber uh, first as revenge. While Yule talks to Sandra and Sarah about rallying the one-time uh, disconnected players against the Poker Alliance. So there's so yeah, the poker Alliance. So who was it? I think it was Rob Tyson Kim and there was someone else I can't remember who it was it was I may it wasn't Amber I don't know but but there there was a force member and and basically they th- th- these survivor winners played a poker game and as a joke, Tyson said that if we ever are on a season together, this is the alliance. You know, and obviously, I mean, it was a one-time deal. It was a poker game. Tyson was joking because Tyson—that's all he does—is joke. So, yeah, the the Poker Alliance—I I don't think that there's anything there at all. Like, but like I—but I, like I'll say a million times over, these people are looking for any little, small, tiny reason to throw someone's name out. You know. So, Yule then talks to Nick and Wendell about working with him and Sophie, since they are fairly disconnected with the survivor community. Wendell suggests getting out Amber and Rob out as soon as possible. See, I feel like uh, DeKal is, are the ones that are actually thinking right now, because they're like, yeah, we need to get out Rob, we need to get out Amber, you know, Uh, they're married, (laughs) you know, I mean... We, we've got a married couple out here, so we need to be looking at them and trying to get them out, you know, to, to split them up because they're married. They're going to work together because cause their 1-in-20 chance turns into a 1-in-10 chance to win because there's two of them out there, you know, so they, they got to get them out. So at Cele, Michelle is upset uh, about being left out of the vote and wanting to prove that she is a deserving winner. Uh, she talks to Ben about poverty and Rob being in control. So, yeah, obviously Michelle's win in Rong was very controversial. Um, look, if you get the jury votes, you deserve to win. Uh, I would not have voted for Michelle. I would have voted for Aubrey. But she got the jury votes. She won. That's it. You know, because whenever you're voting people out and stuff, you got to make sure that you're having a good relationship with the people you vote off to where they will vote for you in the end. Michelle got people to vote for her. So she won, which which means she deserved to win. You know, that's the whole part of the game. So you go into the game knowing that you're going to vote people off. They're going to go to the jury and they're going to vote for someone to win. So if she got the jury votes, she deserved to win in my book. I would have voted for Aubrey, but that does not mean I don't think that Michelle deserved to win. So, so, and then she's talking about Robin Parvati being in control because, duh, I mean, of course they're in control. They're Robin Parvati. They're the two biggest threats out there. They joined forces and now they're in a whole slew of trouble. So, so yeah, they definitely need to be watching out for Robin Parvati. So uh, so Ben and Michelle decide that they're going to try to target an old schooler next. Jeremy is very upset over uh, losing Natalie, which, of course, they were very good friends in San Juan del Sur. Uh, and, but, she, but he is happy when he finds out that Natalie willed her fire token to him. So, during the first day uh, on the Edge of Extinction, Natalie receives an advantage and luxury item menu and is informed of finding ways to earn new fire tokens. Following following a clue left by the mast, she discovers an idol that works for the next three tribal councils, which she can sell to anyone on the tribe that loses the next uh, immunity challenge for one fire token. So... This idol was definitely pretty easy to find I think. So I'm hoping that these kind of things on the edge, these these edge of extinction challenges get a little harder <laughs> because it was pretty easy. For her to find that. So we'll have to wait and see. So the tribe, uh the tribes gather for the next immunity challenge. Uh Decal takes the lead when Celle struggles to get his members over the barrel roll. However, Decaul's struggle and the ring tossing allows Celle to catch up. Jeremy's accurate tossing wins the challenge for Celle, sending Decaul to Tribal Council. So this breaks uh, Denise's bad streak of uh, going to tribal council. So for the first time ever, Denise is not going to tribal council, which I'm sure she was very happy about. And Jeremy, of course, uh, proved to be a huge uh, physical aspect to to the tribe. And I think Jeremy uh, should be pretty safe for a while, Uh, at least till close to the merge. So back at the calls, champs. Several names are thrown out, such as Amber, Nick, Sandra, Tony, and Tyson. So yeah, I mean this is this is this is insane because I mean one if you got like five names being thrown around, I I, I think we're in for a pretty good season here. Uh, Sandra decides to spread some lies as she tends to do. Uh, she tells Nick that Amber and Kim want him out for being shady and the most recent winner of the game. Sandra then goes off and reaches in her bag and finds an idol good for the next three tribal councils. So Natalie gives the idol that she found to Sandra, and of course Sandra Sandra, buys it, because why was she not? Um, and so uh, she believes the idol was sent to her by Natalie from the Edge of Extinction and does not hesitate to purchase it with her fire token. Yule tells Tyson that everyone is worried about the Poker Alliance. Realizing that he is in trouble, Tyson decides to abandon Amber and Kim to save himself, which I think is a pretty good move on his part. Uh, uh, That was definitely a sinking ship right there, even though the Poker Alliance I don't think was ever really a thing. I think it was smart for Tyson to kind of uh, distance himself from them. Kim starts to think that she is the target as nobody is talking to her and gets emotional. Yule tells Tony that Tyson will vote for Amber or Kim, but Tony does not believe that. So, I mean, there's just a million things going on right now. Kim definitely is being seen as the biggest target right now. uh, And I feel like that she definitely should be a big target because she did play a really good game in one world, but, I mean, Amber is definitely the biggest target on this tribe right now because of Rob. Like, even even over Sandra, Amber, I feel, is the biggest target. So, I definitely would have gone for Amber, I feel like, if I were in this scenario, but, I mean, I'm not playing. So, <laughs> uh, at Tribal Council, Amber, Kim, and Tyson try to convince the tribe that there is no poker alliance in the game, which... I believe. I don't think that there is one. Um, uh, with Amber and Kim trying to convince the others to take out Nick for being the most recent winner. When the votes are revealed, however, the majority split their votes between Amber and Kim. Amber is the second person voted off of Survivor Winners at War by a 6-3-1 to to vote. After leaving Tribal Council, Amber, of course, leaves her fire token to rob, and then she goes to Edge of Extinction where she meets Natalie. So, I mean, of course, she was going to give her fire token to Rob because she wants him to succeed because if he wins a million dollars, she wins the million dollars. So, um, I definitely think that taking out Amber first was the right move. However, uh, come come merge time, if Rob's still around, I don't see... uh, him wanting to work with any of the people who voted off Amber, so it might come back to bite some people, but uh, we will just have to wait and see. So uh, coming in to episode three now, the episode that uh, came out last night, Uh, uh, we start off on the Edge of Extinction, where Amber and Natalie are there, and uh, they... at some point during the episode, I don't think, I don't think it was right off the bat, but maybe it was, I can't remember, but, uh, Amber and Natalie find a clue to, um, was it a a immunity idol or was it just a fire token? I think, I think it was an idol, but, um, so, and then Amber's like, this makes absolutely no sense, (laughs) the, the clue, but, uh, Natalie eventually finds it and uh, in the water well and, of course, gives it to Jeremy. So I think we're going to see a trend here with the first couple of people getting voted off. A lot of their friends are going to get a lot of advantages here. And it will be definitely interesting to see how that kind of pans out. So Ben is talking about how he doesn't want to be seen as the target because of his idol hunting and how how many idols he's able to find. So we, so he decides to help other people find idols. Um, that's dumb. <laughs> that's not smart. Um, now don't get me wrong. I don't think him running around trying to find idols would be a be a good idea either, because then that would put a target on his back. But I mean, you don't want to just give idols to other people, you know, but he helps, he's out there with Denise. He helps her, uh, find an idol and it's, uh, one of those split idols. So you can, you can split it between, uh, two people. Well, you have to split it between two people and then you got to combine them to make it work. And so, uh, Denise finds it and, uh, chooses not to give it to Adam uh, I mean uh, Ben because uh, well Ben is like hey I'll I'll let you do whatever you want with this I don't care just and that and I feel like that was kind of smart because it causes uh, uh, Denise to trust him a little bit uh, besides him going like give it to me give it to me give it to me so I feel like that was smart but the whole idea of that he needs to help people find idols I think that's like really stupid and then even stupider uh, so Denise reveals the the two halves of of the idol to Adam. And Denise, for whatever reason, s- tells Adam that she wants to give the other half to Parvati. Why in the hell would you give half of an idol to Parvati? Did she miss Heroes versus Villains? Does she not know how, how good uh, that Parvati is with playing idols? Adam, of course, is like, I think that's a terrible idea. You know, and because it is. And so Adam convinces Denise to give him the other half of the idol, which should have been the plan to begin with. I don't know what she was thinking. She she was thinking that she wanted Parvati to come over to their side, but that would have never happened. Parvati would have totally used that to her advantage and... Probably would have uh, tried to vote off Denise and then never give her the other half of the idol. That's probably exactly what would have happened. So I don't know what the heck these 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 guys are thinking. Ben and Denise are are playing kind of stupid right now. Uh, so it makes me a little worried for their fate in this game. Adam is at least the one in their alliance going like, guys, oh my gosh, you come on, like <laughs> you know you can't give half of an idol to Parvati. you know. I mean, if, if you're gonna give her, if if you're gonna give her half of it, you might as well give her the whole thing because, because I mean, part poverty is gonna use that. So I, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking, but on on the uh, on the decal side of things, uh, Kim uh, is the one that finds the two idol halves and tells Sophie, who is on the opposite side. She she's in the majority. Kim's in the minority. I understand I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get out of the minority and and bring themselves into the majority. But Sophie is not going to like I don't know. I don't know what Kim is thinking talking to Sophie. I mean, she's got to talk to people who are in the minority. You know, she she should have told Tyson about about the idol you know like like that's who i would have told if i were kim i would have told because tyson tyson's on the bottom because he's a part of the quote-unquote poker alliance with kim so i i would have given it i would have told tyson telling sophie someone who's on the complete opposite side of the spectrum and in terms of alliance wise um definitely was not smart so yeah it's just one it's just one of those deals so in the immunity challenge, uh uh Rob sees that Amber's voted off. He had kinda already suspected it because uh he had gotten a fire token. And so he was like, that can't be good. <laughs> so and then he definitely seems very, very upset about um, uh, Amber being voted off, which under, understandably so. You know, um uh, I, I would have been upset if my significant other was voted off you know so uh, but but he's like it's a game so we'll we'll see how he actually reacts to it but uh, in the immunity challenge uh, tribes must uh, must push a cart through an obstacle course throughout the course there are three towers from which tribes must retrieve a key To unlock a chest, once they have collected all three chests, they must take the cart apart, slide it through a barricade, put it back together, and make their way to the end. Two tribe members must use the pieces inside the chest to assemble a giant dragon puzzle. The first to solve their puzzle wins uh, immunity and a spice kit. So, basically, throughout the entire challenge, Sele is... uh, uh fallen behind Decal is in the lead but then uh out of nowhere they kind of Selle kind of makes this comeback but then Rob and um who was it who else was, I think it was Robin Den- yeah Robin Denise were on the puzzle and they just completely mess it up and so uh they basically lose <laughs> and sending Selle to a tribal council I definitely think that the loss was on Rob because I mean it's, it's just one of those things to where he he had an idea. I, I know what he was going for. He was trying to sort out the pieces to where he could have them all in one spot. But meanwhile, while they're trying to organize things, uh, Decal is actually solving the puzzle. So while being organized can help sometimes in puzzles, this was one of them to where they just need to start putting pieces in. So, I mean, they made a huge comeback, but then still lost it in the end. And so uh, Rob and Parvati are thinking about maybe targeting Ben because he's kind of this wild card. He Nobody knows what he's thinking and what he's going to do. Uh, and I definitely would think that as well with how how Ben is playing right now. But then Danny, for whatever reason, gets really paranoid and thinks that she is going to be the one going home and brings up the old school alliance to like, she's having a conversation with Ethan and Ben and she brings up the old school alliance to Ben, who is a new school player. And then Ethan goes like, um, Danny, he's, he's a new school player. He just brought up our old school alliance to a new school player. She's like, yeah, I know. Like, what do you mean you know? what? You did that on purpose? Like, what are you doing, Danny? Like, what the? Like, w- you don't just reveal that you have an alliance with people to someone who isn't in that alliance. That's not how that works. Like, I don't know what in the world she was thinking there. Because Ben probably would have went home had Danny not just, like, started going paranoid and started talking to people. Because, because then Danny decides that she wants to vote off poverty. And she goes around telling everybody that that she wants to vote off Parvati. Of course, Parvati gets wind of this and is like, okay, so now we need to put all our votes on Danny. And they go to tribal council, and basically it ends up being a full sweep. Everybody votes for Danny, uh, except for Danny, who votes for Parvati. And Danny goes to the edge of extinction. I definitely had higher hopes for Danny on this season. I th- I I really wanted her to do well because it had been so long since she she had played. Same with Amber. So I wanted to see how she would kind of adapt to to the season. Uh, so many years after she had played, but it seems like we're having a trend here where where Amber and Danny hadn't played in a really long time, and it showed, and they got voted off. Uh, so I'm—and uh, so Ethan is really the only one left in that boat, but I think Ethan has a much better chance at doing well because he is in a really good alliance with Rob and Parvati right now. So I've, I feel like that Ethan won't have the same fate as his other old-school counterparts, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that— uh, if you're this far removed from the game, you're gonna have a really tough time, especially in a season like this. Like Kelly Kelly Wigglesworth from Survivor uh 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 Borneo and Cambodia, she came back in Cambodia, uh second chance, and she she made it pretty far into the merge, you know, but that also was a season full of second chancers, whereas this is a season full of winners. So winning back, like, 10, 20 years ago is much different than winning now. And I don't really think that these old-school players, such as Amber and uh, Danny, were really able to to get get a grasp of that. Whereas, uh, yeah, sure, like, Rob, Harvey, and Sandra are old-school players, like, they, they were all in the first uh, 10, 15 seasons of the game, but... They all played with idols and advantages and, and stuff like that. So they know what it's like to have all that because, I mean, well, and even Rob and Sander were just in season 39 as mentors, so they got to watch all of that happen. So they, they are well aware of idol nullifiers and stuff like that. But everyone, like all the other old school players who haven't played since, they, they're they at a severe disadvantage except for Ethan because Ethan is in a really solid tight alliance right now. So I feel like Ethan is going to be the only uh old school player to uh, to do really well that hasn't played like 50 times like Rob Sander and Parvati you know, because Ethan Ethan hadn't played since All-Stars just like Amber. But but Ethan also was able to get himself into a better alliance and he wasn't married to Rob. <laughs> you know, I mean Amber was married to Rob, so Amber had to go. But It'll definitely be interesting to see how the rest of the season pans out. I definitely did not see Danny going home this this early in the season, but I definitely understand why they did it. I personally probably would have taken out Danny too because she was just going around telling everybody everything, and you can't have that. I I wouldn't want that as a new school player. I wouldn't want that as an old school player. So Danny really shot herself in the foot there, just revealing all kinds of information to different people and that definitely was what uh, killed her in this game. So that is my recap of Survivor Winners at War episodes one and two. Next week I'm gonna try and get back into Australian Survivor. I'm gonna try and get caught up for you guys. Like I said, I I wasn't able to do the episode the the podcast last week because I had some personal stuff go down. But uh, I'm gonna try and keep keep this going every Thursday. I mean that's obviously the goal. I mean I want it to come out the day after uh, Survivor U.S. comes out. So so I'm uh, next week. I'll be talking about Winners at War episode three, and um, uh, I'm going to try and see if I can get caught up with Australian Survivor and then just talk about that week's episodes because uh, uh, by the time the next uh, episode of the podcast comes out, I'll be having to review like nine episodes of Australian Survivor All-Stars, so yeah. Uh, So I'll definitely see you guys next week for that. Thank you all for tuning in to Tribal Council, a Survivor Recap Show. I am your host, Bryce West, signing off. Take care.